Ooh, everyone coos. It's National Costume Day in Swedish immigration class, and a student from Albania is showing a YouTube clip of an Albanian folk festival. But I'm not paying attention. When all of a sudden the room fills up with clanging tambourines, and I don't, I don't know what that is. Free-range oboes? Hey, you! My adrenal glands warn. Take a look! No, no, no trouble. It's only 8.05 a.m. It's too early for this fight-or-flight garbage. Remember, I say to myself, new experiences are fun. I stop digging through my bag and I raise my gaze. I am instantly impressed. There, projected on the wall, are eight women who dare to wear clothes dyed lipstick red and eyebrow black and white. And it's actually working for them. I begin to wonder where Albania actually is, but my focus is drawn back to the outfits. They're wearing head necklaces, too, the twinkly wafers of gold I used to call pennies on a chain. Didn't you always want to be someone who could wear a head necklace? Just a little? The men look just as cool when they come on stage and begin kicking it out in their accordion-pleated kilts and hosiery-clad calves. Hey, wait, wait a second. I squint. Each man has a tasseled black band holding a white knee-high in place. My dad had something like that. He'd come home from work, head for his closet, drop out of his pants, and stand there with an elastic clip contraption harnessed above each shin. They're sock garters, my mother explained. They help Daddy look sharp. I was seven. I must have been at too low an angle to appreciate this edge because from my vantage point, this was no fashion coup. This was a lot of geometry, and each crew sock looked like a collared criminal, a collared criminal straining to be free from a police officer's clutch. And what is the national dress of America? The sweet Swedish teacher asks, lifting me out of the 1960s, but somehow dropping me right back into the first grade. She's looking at me and speaking in italics, but it's not my turn. Please let it not be my turn. I missed the assignment. The dog ate my homework. I have no idea. She did this to me last week with, and what spice is native to your homeland? I had no idea. Didn't everything come from Italy? Maybe all spice was American, but that answer was a trap. My Swedish would come out as, all spices, all spices come from my homeland. Thank you. I thought of salt, a big kitchen contender in my youth. But then at some point during the hypertension wars, mom replaced salt with Mrs. Dash. And trying to explain a spice called Mrs. Dash would not help in my efforts to make America seem more know, regular. So I punted. I know not of any spices from my homeland. But the oboes are gone now. The only thing hanging in the air is the current question directed at me. What is America's national dress? An illustration of pilgrims appears in my head. A square-jawed gent and a good-natured gal stand next to a turkey the size of a giant panda, all miraculously getting fat on a diet of whatever doesn't kill me first. The class is waiting. A pilgrim dress has the apron and is brown, I begin. I'm struggling to construct a second sentence when my brain flashes a cue card that reads, Shiny gold wafers. Right. What had I just heard on a podcast? I got it. But because of God, pilgrims should not wear jewelry. My soundbite is met with an audible intake of air. It's an odd thing about immigrants. We may be terrible at being heard by any given entrenched society, but we are very good at hearing each other. I know that they know that I just said, gold not allowed. And unless you're still trading Play-Doh for favors or understand bitcoins, this sounds as wrong as announcing that salt comes from America. So I know I have to autocorrect. Um, what I mean is we wear jeans and at the same time, everybody exhales. Everybody smiles because everybody loves jeans. 
Jeans are like salt. Only this time they actually are American. And as with the only spices I know, the jean originated in Italy, a sailor's pant from Genoa. The pattern came to be cut in a textile factory in Nimes, France, and at some point these Genoese pants de Nimes were exported to America, where Americans promptly set about fixing the foreign pronunciations by running the letters through a word jumble algorithm to come up with denim, jeans. The pants traveled further west with American miners as they searched for that old favorite gold. Like most miners, the pants too quickly fell apart. Like most life partners, somebody's wife got annoyed at this falling apart and complained to a Russian immigrant tailor who patented a metal stud reinforcement mechanism that was purchased by a Bavarian immigrant wholesaler who joined forces with an Ohio merchant, I'm guessing English, who liked zippers better than button flies and had already been selling a dungaree from material originating in India. There it was, the 100% American gene. Which brings us to the point of all this. This season, go with flares.